0: Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design and today we have a very special guest in the studio in the form of Jody Taylor, a former ABC journalist turned strategic communications and reputation management specialist who has been been a trusted advisor to some of Australia's most high profile brands over the past 20 years including Qantas, Virgin and Gilbert and Tobin. International Towers, Lendley, Sydney Water, JLL, Transport for New South Wales and ARPANSA, the Australian Radiation and uh, R- Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency. Jodie is a proud Indigenous woman who is passionate about leveraging her stakeholder engagement and media broadcast skills to drive social justice, diversity and inclusion. Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, Jody Taylor.
1: Thank you. Lovely to be with you.
0: Okay, so tell us a bit about Barangaroo. What's the story behind and how this space has been transformed into a commercial hotspot that it is today? And um, is this a blueprint for other parts of Australia? Do you think perhaps?
1: Well, we are very blessed. We are on a very special land out here at Barangaroo. Um, we're on Gadigal Country. So right. Gadigal people um, of the Eora Nation. And this was once a thriving fishing and hunting ground. Uh, and Barangaroo, the, the woman herself, she was a fearless uh, and fierce fisherwoman, an Aboriginal leader, a, a Kamaragal woman. And we have given. Uh, it was actually a New South Wales government competition, and someone won. Someone actually suggested okay. the name in her namesake, and so we're very proud and privileged. We try and do everything we can to honour her legacy.
0: Okay, there was because I, I do remember that they You're wanted. You're looking at me
1: perplexed. Cause I'm, I'm
0: just, no, I'm not perplexed. I was just I was just remembered that. There was a competition, mm. and there was uh, was it Keating, a former prime minister. Keating, want to call it the Hungry Mile, or some, or something, something like that. And then they said, no, that mm. just. Not right. Mm. And Barangaroo, one out. So yeah.
1: Barangaroo, and we're thrilled because her husband ben Along, of course, was given ah, the honour yes. of having his name acknowledged uh, at the Sydney Opera House. There you go. So we don't have, or we certainly don't know, of any uh, photographs or images of Barangaroo, but we we certainly try to uh, honour her legacy in everything we do here.
0: Okay. So as an Indigenous woman and the leader of Barangaroo's Indigenous Indigenous Engagement Committee um what can you tell me about the site's uh, broader aboriginal or indigenous history and how has lean managed to balance indigenous values and heritage with you know the cold hard commercial realities mm.
1: Well, I guess firstly I should say I'm not from this region, and okay. um, and so my family uh, are actually I'm a descendant of the Warramunga people up in the Northern Territory, and I grew up in okay. Cairns. So this isn't my uh, okay. this isn't my area, um, but I'm very fortunate to be working and and living around these parts okay. uh, of, of Sydney, and I work for International Towers. So Lenley's, of course, develop developed the site, uh, and we now have the privilege through the built environment to thrive, and we've created this beautiful. Uh, and collaborative community. Uh, as you mentioned, I do chair the uh, Indigenous Engagement Committee on behalf of Lenleys, and one of the things we do is try to really drive uh, cultural competency across the precinct so people understand and they respect the legacy and and have a true uh, understanding and a yearning I guess to to also want to understand and respect the local Aboriginal community as well. Uh, We recently went across All brands and and communities across international towers to try and identify who were or who are our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Islander, uh, people working across the precinct. And not for any other reason but simply so we can catch up and support each other and get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we have so many diverse brands working across the community here and they each have their own reconciliation action plans. They all have their own staff um, engagement and support services but we thought wouldn't it be great? We're talking a couple of different levels here. Uh, We're talking about policy and we're talking about driving activities and collaboration but shouldn't we actually just get to know who we have across this precinct and it doesn't matter whether they actually hold a management uh, position or if they're a cleaner or if they work in one of the retail spaces, we should actually just get to know who we have. Um, Mm. And so it was fabulous. We actually caught up for our first lunch this Monday um, and that was purely catching up for lunch, very casual, no agenda and it was about... Who's here? What do you do? Are you from here? We found out there was a a young um, girl who recently started working in the mail room of International Towers and she's moved over from Perth. And I've only met her once when she was bringing the mail up and I said, oh, fabulous. So what do you want to do? And she said, well, I've traveled here. I don't know anyone in Sydney, Mm. um, but I want to be an actress. Okay. said, really? I said, well, listen, next time you're up, let me, I sit next to the guys at Bangara, let me introduce you. And it's these serendipitous interactions, if you like, in these casual sure. moments that we want to support each other and we think that that's how we will foster a great community. What I will say, um, you mentioned Lendlease, and again, mm-hmm. I can't take any credit for this, but okay. um, Lendlease is doing a, a, tr- a tremendous amount of work um, connecting country to to the built environment and connecting um, country to place. And that started right through the development stage, Um, obviously working very, very closely uh, with local Indigenous representatives and making sure that the process was living and breathing. And I spoke about this today when I was on a panel discussion here at the Front Expo and the measure of success, I believe, for a successful stakeholder engagement campaign is when you can actually see success through collaboration,
0: um, okay, yeah, and okay. living Makes and breathing
1: sense. and evolving. So it's not about ticking the box per se, and oh yes, absolutely, we've been consulting with the local Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community, and we've had a couple of meetings, and I've, we get we've got a sense of what they want and what they need, and going off and developing a community it was very much a living and breathing and evolving process. So right from um, protocols around building this built environment and establishing the precinct to you will see art exhibitions throughout the precinct which have been done in collaboration with the local Indigenous community. Um, Earlier this year, Wellama, which is a traditional welcome to country, was unveiled at Mm -hmm. the Barangaroo Cutaway. And Mm -hmm. so when you visit that region now, you will actually be greeted by this amazing digital uh, welcome to country which is a beautifully produced story around um, the history of Barangaroo. So you can stand and and immerse yourself and you will be taken back to what it was like to actually live and breathe and hunt and fish on the land back then um, and I can't imagine as a stakeholder engagement professional mm. I can't imagine the level of work that went into that but I do know going down that how that makes me feel of of seeing that and thinking wow there's a real power to bring tourists down to this region and no words necessary they can just go and they will pick up the story it's a continuous loop 24 7 and it's just breathtaking and then of course the experience uh, continues through the retail spaces as I mentioned Lenley's have beautiful artwork and installations right. um, then you come in through to the international towers the built environment where I work and from reconciliation week through to Nadal quick you will be greeted by enormous aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags hanging in unison with the Australian flag in okay. fact we have the biggest Torres Strait Islander flag in Australia and okay. um, and we try to uh, foster education and awareness through innovative events. So you walk into our lobby and it's not a stock standard lobby. You will, you will see Indigenous artwork, but we will curate and we will rotate. So we will collaborate, for example, with um, Reconciliation New South Wales okay. on um, their school program. And that's a drawing competition or an art competition with primary school children so that they can actually draw their interpretation of reconciliation. And then we'll actually showcase that across our lobbies. So we're really lucky that we've got some very influential platforms to drive change. Uh, And I guess our high-level objective is really we want to be the most culturally competent precinct in Australia. We want to lead example um, and drive our vision and what we are achieving across Australia.
0: I'm old enough to know that, you know, the recognition of, of Indigenous values and issues and history has, over the years, increased, which is a great thing. But the increases from what, where I see, I, mean, I could be wrong, have been in government and also in large companies um more so I mean generally speaking um, what do you think that eventually will end up that all people all co- all companies all organizations whatever they may be however small they may be will have that same level of, of, of understanding and, and, and recognition do you think that's something where do you think we're going to that to that uh, that, that level?
1: I think we are okay. and I hope that that journey continues to strengthen because I think as more organisations recognise the key role that culture plays... Because people want to work in organisations that mirror life, they want to yeah. feel, um, they want to feel included. So diversity and inclusion is really a hot topic right now, I must say, across the corporate landscape. Because companies are recognising that it's not just a nice thing to do; it actually can impact their bottom line. If people aren't happy in the environment, you're going yeah. to get turnover, and that costs a business. Yes, it um, does. And so people on the street want to do. Business with organisations that are aligned with their values as well. So it's not just a nice thing to do, like it was a few right. years ago. There's actually okay. a measurable a measurable business, um, an ROI. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, one of the things okay. that that we do here, um, which is a little bit differently at International Towers, is our community is very much curated, and by that I mean we are curated by uh, values.
0: Okay. So.
1: My boss, Liam Timms, who is a fund manager uh, who approaches everything with a uh, distinct style and, and a, a very key point of difference, if you take yourself into the normal scenario, and I'm not from a property and leasing background, right. but say you are the CEO of an organisation and you want to go and check out new premises, the line of questions traditionally would be around well, how much space can I get and how much is it going to cost and when can we move in? And It's all the specifics, you know, yeah, it's all the logistics yeah, yeah. and how we are a bit different here. Well, we're tremendously different in many ways, but Liam, Liam would lead the conversation and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, he likens it to dating. A, a dating scenario. Okay. And, he <laughs> and this is the, a perfect analogy. He'll say, oh, no, look back up. Let's not talk about crass things like price and goodness me. Let's get to know each other first. Tell me about your organization.
0: You sure is a fund manager. Uh,
1: uh, you know, it's amazing because he'll be he'll be running the Sydney Opera House or, or some iconic yeah. Tourism Australia one day because he's just got uh, this beautiful mind which ticks a a thousand times a minute it's it's just incredible But, but Liam likens it to a dating analogy and he says well well back up let's not talk about those specifics just yet because we need to make sure that we're both the right fit for each other the right cultural fit so tell me about your organization we want to know that you are um aligned with our values that you foster and you support and you foster a diverse and inclusive community that you are uh Paying respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that you actually support the reconciliation movement in right, Australia okay. because that is something that is deeply important to us. We are created by values. We don't want a large organisation, no matter how strong its brand and not brand is rather or how much money it will pay. We want to make sure that you're the right fit because co- our community is an integral part that holds us together and really strengthens our as I mentioned, influential pl- platforms, that really contributes to it. So everyone who has joined the International Towers community has signed up to our vision to be okay. the most culturally competent workplace, to demonstrate values that are congruent with being uh, a diverse and inclusive organisation.
0: Okay, interesting. So I'll have to bring this back, back to a design level for, for, for at least a little bit. So uh, the lovely landscape space by the water with the sandstone steps. Is that an example of of, of the Indigenous design influence here at Barangaroo? I mean, I mean I'm, it's not, is it? Because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But you know, give, can, can you give me examples of, of, of Indigenous um, influence here um, in terms of, I mean, obviously there's the name, mm. obviously, but um, what else? Um, you know, I've got to say, this is only the second time I've been to Barangaroo. Even though I, even though I work and I've lived in the city all my life, mm-hmm. um, I, I've only come down here because of this event. So, so is,
1: uh, well, you'll need to come back down. I, I down should a bit come more. more often. I should look. I, 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 don't want to talk too much about specifics in terms of that. That's really Lenlease, and they actually have right, a manager okay. who that's their job is to really foster and promote. Um, the connection country and, and place but there is no doubt that they have done an incredible job right, linking okay. that uh, and some key examples on that um, and I actually spoke to Annie Tennant who leads that portfolio before I came today okay. just to make sure that I was a hundred percent on what I was going to say and um, and, and she really reiterated to me the importance of listening to the community and telling the stories of place, and then working with the local indigenous community to bring those stories to life. And some examples are uh, a shell, the shell wall, shell wall rather, by Auntie Esme Timbery and Jonathan Jones, which speaks to a cultural dish, tradition of shell making through artwork. Okay, um, and so that's an example. We have a, a beacon installation at the entrance of Tower 3 um, and that was the first permanent installation using the Sydney language in Sydney. Okay. Uh, the other thing that Lendlease, um, I, I know that they are certainly proud of, is a Durhamu house, which means tree in the Sydney language. And that's going to be the name of the next timber commercial building here at Barangaroo. Okay. So there's no doubt that... Um, that continues as i mentioned before it's really important in the stakeholder engagement process not to have a, a conversation and leave it there right, okay. the measure of a of a successful partnership is that that evolution of collaboration so it's living and breathing and evolving um Lucy, who I was on the panel with a moment ago, right. uh, a beautiful uh, local Indigenous artist, she's been working with Lendlease uh, for some time now since the development. Okay. And even, uh, it's not just what you see in the public spaces. So, for example, she has designed the beautiful Aboriginal rugs that are in all the boardrooms across Lendlease, um, okay. collaborating um, on artwork uh, Gilbert and Tobin here have a beautiful Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art collection that just adores the adorns the the walls of um, their law practice. So it's not just what you see, um, and and also supporting Indigenous uh, procurement and employment as well. So uh, all organisations across our precinct. Are quite committed to that and as you mentioned earlier, not everyone's going to be in a a large ASX organisation so we're going to have smaller organisations and for example we have the Green Building Council of Australia in Tower 2 and um, they are a a, a smaller Mm organisation but passionate and committed to social justice and they launched their reconciliation action plan about 18 months ago Um, we have Facebook who have moved into our community as well um, who they have a global outlook so they haven't got their own reconciliation action plan yet because that's not necessarily aligned with what they are doing globally but they showcase their commitment locally through other ways and one of those is being part of our Indigenous Engagement Committee and supporting whatever initiatives um, that we are working on as well.
0: Okay. I guess you kind of answered my last question but and it, it, the reason I was going to ask this is because I've noticed that more and more architects are, 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 are uh, using indigenous, <coughs> excuse me, my voice is going too. After ten, after ten of these in two days, mm-hmm. um, uh, use, using indi- uh, indigenous con- consultation and design. You're mentioning about the rugs at um, at land Lease and yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going first time to Europe about thirty odd years ago, and being asked about Aboriginal paintings in in Germany.
1: Wow,
0: you know, you know, when when they were only started becoming sort of you know commonplace here in Australia, in Germany though people wanted it was all the rage. So, in terms of the broader doesn't doesn't have to be just about barrooms and let's talk about the broader society, mm. are you seeing um you know. Um, more Indigenous consultation design? I mean, is that, is that something that you're seeing?
1: As the federal government has introduced a mandate in the last, I think it's 12 to 18 months, around uh, quotas for Indigenous engagement through right. um, procurement, you're seeing more and more of that because people want to understand a bit more about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures, um, and they recognise that you need to understand to have that foundation, Um so that you are on the right path. When we are on the panel recently, Lucy was speaking about um, some work she had done for an electricity supplier right. who engaged her. And I thought, oh, wow, an electricity supplier. I wonder what she's she's working on. And it was beautiful to watch her mind on the panel discussion not long ago when she said, well, I thought electricity, okay, well, then that's lightning, that's speed, that's that's this particular story, and she was able to draw on some storytelling for her, from her local community right. and work with them on a particular, um, a, a particular um, brand campaign. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's magic. It also really highlights, though, that it depends on where you are. Because any like any stakeholder engagement plan, a one size fits all approach doesn't work. Yeah. Because all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander regions are different. That means mm-hmm. they have uh, different protocols, different speak people. Rather, you're going to speak to mm-hmm. so um, different languages. Different languages, different yeah. um, practices, and. So you can't assume that if you've, done, if you've done some consultation in Barangaroo that you can apply that same feedback to a different region in Australia. Mm. Um, and I was really surprised to hear that you only have, uh, I think it's eight uh, practising architects who identify as being Indigenous Australians at okay. the moment. Okay. And so for me, as, an, as a communications person, that, that I, I thought, wow, well, maybe there needs to be some education around... Engagement And does that mean then if you only have quite a, a minority voice in the industry, is cultural competency achieved throughout your industry? Is that something that needs to be looked at? Uh, because we talk about cultural competency as opposed to cultural awareness. Um, so being aware, okay. you can be aware of issues. But if you're culturally competent, then you've been given a basic understanding or a sound understanding of Australian history. And so you can understand some of the issues that are playing out now. So for example, Australia Day, you would understand why some Indigenous Australians refer to it as Invasion Day. We have the Uluru Statement of the Heart, which is on the national agenda at the moment. So you'll be given a bit of context around that as well. And then you'll also, as part of cultural competency training or support, you'd be given given an understanding of, well, did you know there, there is actually a difference between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and these are some of the key differences so that means you need to have a different engagement plan you need to have a different approach and so I think knowing that um, you don't have broad representation across the industry I think there's a real opportunity then to drive some cultural competency and engagement to try and attract more people to, to um, the industry
0: Okay well, that's that has actually been fascinating, Jodie Taylor. I really appreciate your time. I've learned a lot. <coughs> I've learned. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hope so. I have actually learned a lot. Of, you know, I was, um, I did read up. I've got to say, but uh, you, you don't, you don't really learn until you're actually being being taught, as, as they say. Jodie Taylor, thank you very much for coming to Talking Architecture and Design. Um, We hope to see you again. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your weekend. This is Branko Miletic and Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, Goodbye.